Welcome to the Bike Life Podcast by Warm Showers Foundation, where we will be sharing knowledge, experience, tools, and stories of touring cyclists and hosts from around the world. I'm Tavar Lee, the woman behind the scenes at Warm Showers Foundation, the leading platform for cyclists looking for hosts and to connect with a passionate international community. Find out more by visiting us at warmshowers.org. Although you may have found us on any of your favorite listening apps, make sure you download the Himalaya app and follow us there to stay informed of when new episodes air, and we will be offering special episodes and goodies on the Himalaya app only, and it's free, and it can be accessed from anywhere in the world, and it will allow you to curate your own favorite playlist. Now, let's start the show. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Bike Life Podcast. And I'm really excited today to not only be featuring and supporting bike flights, but also recognizing that they have come in as a partner with Warm Showers to help us ensure that we are doing the best for the cycling community as possible. And they have helped make this podcast possible. So I'm really proud to introduce William Alcorn. Did I say that right, Alcorn? You did. Okay, yay. And do you prefer to go by Bill or William? Because I've called you William, but I've heard your staff call you bill they i people do call me bill okay so we're gonna call you bill okay so so the formal william will put that aside (laughs) um and thank you for joining us bill and also most importantly thank you for supporting this show it's been uh, really exciting for us to find a way to engage our community and connect our community especially during 2020 as we know it's been a wild year so we've been able to keep people connected in a different way so we are grateful for your helping us make that happen it's been our pleasure. So. so do you guys, let's talk a little bit about bike flights. Let's go back a couple of steps and have you explain to our listeners what you do and how you got into this in the first place. Uh, I've, tra- I've traveled on a, a good part of the world with my bike, usually huffing it through an airport. Uh, mm-hmm. And once you do that a number of times, we, this has kind of hit us on the head. I was in the travel industry uh, and I'm like, there's got, you know, you have five cases, five of your buddies are coming together or your group is coming together at the airport. And then you're looking around, like, how do we get all these cases out of, out of the airport? Uh, and it's, that is a daunting task if you're in Europe, right. Or, uh, you know, even, even places in the United States where there's like, there's not enough rental cars, the cars aren't large enough. And so, uh, we just, kind of started kicking around uh, there's got to be a better way to get your bikes place to place the pros show up and ride their bikes right so you know the whole concept was there it's just like make travel easy you know pack a bike pack you know backpack and go and your bike would be waiting there for you uh and so that the concept was born uh and that was like late 2008 uh 2009 uh we you know that was Oh, we can actually do something about this, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like either buck up or not, right? And mm-hmm. uh, so we started, uh, we started, con- con- you know, concepting it, talking to carriers. Uh, was there an opportunity even to do it? Uh, and so from, uh, you know, we we pitched a couple, we pitched a couple early ideas, and from the time we started, it was like you wanted to design a service that you would use yourself right? Was Mm -hmm. it, did it, was it providing extra value that you couldn't get yourself? And so we started looking at trying to get negotiated rates and getting uh, negotiated extra, you know, extra teams to help us with the carrier and make sure that your shipment would go as smooth as you expected it to, 
but that's really not how shipping works, mm-hmm. right? It's like right. most people that ship the bike or even travel with the bike is like, you have this expectation that things just go smoothly. I drop it off here and it comes out the other end. Um, we try to make that happen, right? But to do that is a, is a big effort, right? Because we're sitting there talking and uh, communicating to different managers and, and different, you know, people like labels come off, all kinds of stuff can happen. And that extra value service to ensure that everything goes smoothly is really what we've tried to, to build. So, uh, we're still building it. We're not done. Right. 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 It's a work in progress Uh, with COVID it's added new challenge. Right. right. And and so what I hear you saying, too, is that you experienced the problem. So you created the solution based upon wh- how, how you wanted it to be. And I think that as a as a business owner, you created a model that is to meet a certain need and you cre- created high expectations and standards from the beginning. And yet you also acknowledge that a lot, doing that requires the third party partners that you have to ensure that they do their work, which is, I'm sure, a big part of what you do is to make sure that the shipping companies get them where they're supposed to go. You're talking hotel desks, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're talking, uh, you know, what, whatever you're at, even if you're trying to arrange, you know, a pickup uh, uh, with a local person, right? You know, that you're at someone's private house, right? And you're making sure that that person is home during that time so the carrier can pick the bike up on the way back. So there's a lot of personal, uh, you know, with your audience, it's a lot of residential to residential shipping, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's a lot of coordination, a lot of and making sure that the carrier, we're, we as Americans uh, typically uh, over assume that the rest of the world works just like the U.S., where you right. schedule a pickup right. and they're right there. Right. Most of the time, it's just a polite request that they show up at that time, right? And if they're able to make it, they do. Uh, that extra level of coordination and con- concierge service is really what separates some of our our ability to deliver for our customers. So let's talk about that. So when somebody wants to, and for those that are listening that have maybe have not toured internationally or a place outside of where you can actually ride your bike to to start, mm-hmm. what what is the process like when someone wants to move their bike, let's say from here to um, you know somewhere overseas, and we're located in the United States, so somewhere overseas, walk us through what that process looks like. Uh, it, it's relatively quick. You know, we have one website, it's bikeflights.com. You can access it anywhere in the world. Um, uh, and you can, we use, we use a number of different address services to make it easy for you to type, just type in your address. It'll find it, it you can select it and then put in what size of box you have and whether or not you want to pick up and what date you want it on. And basically just tell us the addresses and we'll correct them, right? Make sure that they're carrier, carrier correct. Mm-hmm. And along the process and you pay. And from that, that point on, we pretty much take it from there. We, we, we coordinate with the carrier. We schedule your pickup. Uh, we monitor and track that the carrier is on route that day. Uh, if there's a been, uh, if it's unsuccessful, like we'll get a little notice immediately if it's an unsuccessful pickup. And then we can reach out to our team and be like, hey, what was the reason for that? Can we send and send somebody back, you know, after they've talked to you in case you know, sometimes we go to, you know, someone's place and they decided to ride for one more day, didn't mm. tell us, mm. right? Or their bike wasn't quite packed yet, right? Mm-hmm. So we kind of, we're flexible and we can just reschedule something for you the next day or whenever you need it. Or if you change your plans, uh, 
let us know and we can get the bike picked up ahead of time. You know, like if you cut your trip short. So, uh, it's really, we try to make it as self-service as you want, meaning that you, if you want to do everything online on your mobile phone, you can, if you want to talk to one of our folks, we've got, we've got support or, you know, our customer experience team is in seven days a week. So, um, and we've got, you know, we've got a carrier inside carrier team as well that really you talked at uh, one point of contact, it just simplifies the whole process, uh, and really gives you a, a nice customer experience from start to finish. Right. I like that a lot. I also like that you guys are shipping to how many countries now? 60. Ballpark yeah. plus or minus 60. Yeah, it, it varies. Every now and then you get a new one that drops off. But last year we got a lot of uh, interest in going to Morocco. So mm. that was something we, we worked on. Not that anybody can travel right now from the U.S. pretty much right. anywhere. Right. Uh, but uh, Morocco is one of the, you know, gravel biking and, and bike, bike packing and just doing some a little bit less traditional tours mm-hmm. have really started, uh, you know, you really start to see that, that growth of that area. And so do you, are, are the primary shipments all coming out of the United States or are they all over the world? Currently, we're mostly based in the U.S., uh, most, you know, we ship in, in we ship intra us, uh, Canada, uh, sorry, uh, Alaska and Hawaii, a lot of that, right. You know, all, all those. And then we ship in and out of Canada, in and out of the EU, uh, in and out of Australia, depending on, you know, like we kind of follow the sun. It's not that complicated. Yeah. It's like, Hey, where's yeah. it really nice to ride right now? Right. And you just, you just see the shift, right? You right. see the shift come across and you're like, I guess Australia is getting nice this time of year. Yeah, we laugh about touring season, right? Because a lot of Americans see touring season as just the summer. In the in North America, and we're like, oh, in other places, touring season uh, peaks at different times of the year. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So it's been an it's been an we used to be when we first started, uh, we used to have a you know a quieter you know winter, and it was kind of mm-hmm. nice and peaceful. But as we've grown, we really don't. I mean, people riding bikes all year round, right? Yeah. And right. so it's it's been a we've grown into that. It's allowed us to kind of perfect our craft. And so that, you know, January, February, March are just as busy, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as April, May, June type of thing. So much for taking a couple of months off per year. No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. We we work that in. We, we all, we all, we all take plenty of time off. And how have you guys been shifting with the change in touring? I mean, I, I guess I'll start the question with, how have you handled the first couple of months of this year when most of the world was shut down in some way, shape or form? Uh, we, I mean, it was interesting. I mean, it was, you know, stressful, um, interesting and stressful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do a lot of e-commerce uh, shipping as well for a number of small brands, for people buying and selling bikes. So what we've seen with COVID is that there's a large bike boom. People are while you might not, you may be doing tours closer to your house, you're buying and selling and kind of dialing in your touring rig for when you're able to travel again. Uh, we, and so we've been able to shift some of our marketing to just emphasize the fact that you can ship right out of your house, right? And we have, we're releasing a new bike box in just a couple of days that, uh, some in September you'll be able to order it, but it, you know, we just now can get a bike box to someone who wants to go on a trip or sell their bike within a day or two. 
Mm. So we're trying to, you know, and this new case is Amazon certified. So we're able to meet the Amazon expectation that we've all kind of been brought on. Like I should be able to get this in a day. All right. Uh, And so our new bike box will allow you to travel, you know, quite easily pack your bike, travel right to your doorstep, right to your home. So we've just really worked on the mechanics of a lot more residential shipping. And I also like too when we first started the show, you know, we let our listeners know that there's also options if you have spare parts, right? Or if you have a spare bike, like send it to one of your family members that can't get out of the house and doesn't, you know, you can't see them. And so let's send them what you've got so they can at least be outside and riding a bike. So I, I liked that idea. And I'm sure that you did a lot of that in the meantime. We see a lot, right now supply chains in the parts area are really stressed. I mean, if you look around, call the bike shop and look for like a, an inner tube, right? The whole yeah. country's out of inner tubes. I've so, heard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, you know, we work, we work with a number of people that are like, are buying, you know, finding places or selling inner tubes or have, you know, bikes and this, or this derailleur is out, but so-and-so has one. And so they're, you know, they're, they're buying and trading, uh, parts like sometimes they're not even selling them they're just like i'm shipping it to a friend because mm-hmm. they're trying to build up the bike because they want to ride during this time and that, you know those are fun shipments they're re- they're quite rewarding to know that you're you know you're making it easy for someone to build up a bike and get into cycling when there's such a bike boom right due to such a unfortunate situation yeah, we have a board member that's located in Italy, and he said that there, it's you will not find a high-end bike or high-quality bike available for sale. They're sold out; like they cannot keep them in stock. And I just think that that's absolutely beautiful to know that while people have been, you know, dealing with isolation, that they're finding ways to be outside riding their bike. It's just I think that there's going to be an increase in the coming years to spending more time outdoors on our bicycles because it's such a beautiful way to travel and see the world, and it also eliminates a lot of the risk that people have it being in high tourist areas right yeah no we in portland you know we are kind of an oddity here uh but they've actually closed roads with more barriers uh and opened up restaurant gave restaurant space uh you know i, I don't want to dare say it looks like europe in a couple yeah. of places but there are outdoor cafes that mm. never that are in right in the middle of the road and there's a bike lane right beside it so the some of the effects of COVID are very positive in my yeah. eyes, right? Yeah. You're like, that's pretty cool that you're able to, you see more people riding, you see more people just spending some time sitting in a park, mm-hmm. uh, just being, right? Yeah. Taking some mental time off. Uh, I think those are all positive things. I call them pandemic blessings. And I didn't coin that phrase. I had a a very good friend of mine has, she keeps this ongoing list of pandemic blessings. So we can try to combat the things that are difficult with a reminder of where the blessings are. And so I I keep that in the pandemic blessings because I have several family and friends that didn't spend a lot of time outside doing certain things, you know, the rush of life. Um, kept them, you know, doing different things. And now they have embraced it so much. I'm like, that is a pandemic blessing in my book. <laughs> yeah, put that in the, put that in the good pile. Right? Yeah, exactly. So what do you, what are you seeing now? And for those of you that are listening, we are in just about the first quarter of August. So I'm interested at where bikes are going, because I know that um, right now Americans are still not allowed in Europe and we're not going to talk about the politics of any of that, but where are you seeing people travel to now? Because on our side, on warm showers, we are definitely seeing 
um, bike touring picking up. We're seeing people starting to open up their homes for hosting in different ways. It might be a lot of camping. It might be a lot of in-the-yard space. But there is a big influx, let's just say, in the last 30 days of, of from our side. Are you finding that as well? Yeah, we, we, were, we, we got access to a report uh, about a week or two ago that basically summarized you know, consumer uh, travel behavior uh, where it said 50% of the people are really hunkering down and not at all willing to travel. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and that was, a, and then there's a paragraph or two that supported that whole argument. And then, and there's good reasons for that. Right. And then the whole flip side of the other part was, but you, if you read it the other direction, 50% of the people are willing to travel and want to start traveling now. And they're doing so with, but if you can provide this type of infrastructure or this type of experience and a social, you know, socially distance, uh, you know, the, the, the expectation that there would be mass worn, you know, like uh, if you were to check in, right. So it was like, people are starting to move. People are starting to go and ride bikes uh, further than their own little loop around their house. Right. Or all they've ridden those all summer. Mm-hmm. Right. So they've been riding, they've been riding. And now they're like, well, you know, there's only a group of like, we could go up there. It's not that far. It might not require, it may not require flying. Right. It could be dry. They may start out with a driving trip, uh, but we're still shipping bikes back and forth. Right. So we're shipping bikes. We, you start, you can start to see people going to the places that are really nice in September. Mm-hmm. You see those bookings come in. Right. So your, your Western states, right. That in come October will be cold, but you really start to see that, you know, the, the, you start to see those trips coming for, uh, after Labor Day, right. It's, it's like, you don't want to miss the place the time because there are people are planning that there'll be less people there. Right. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people were there this summer, like in a lot of the Western cities and we right. shipped a lot of bikes to all the resort towns because resort towns, Sun, you know, Sun Valley, Vail, uh, they reported record crowds this summer, right? Wow, Just because, it, because everybody's self-contained out of major cities in these places, but they'll go back right after the summer. And so, uh, you're going to, you know, so you're now you're starting to see, now you're starting to see people book, you know, where there's some availability, where there's ability to, go on, you know, some very low group rides, you know, like three or four people themselves are taking their own groups. Uh, and so we're, that's where we're seeing stuff. And then, you know, we're already starting to see people book stuff for the winter where you start to book for warmer climates. Right. So uh, it's, it's not, it's the same thing we'd see almost every year. It's just, it's just, it, you notice it, you're noticing it more right now because of the bookings that are coming in because you haven't seen a lot of travel this year. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. But uh, you know, and the other part that's been really, you know, we had a couple of people really just thank us because, you know, like they were like, Oh, you ought to advertise that, uh, you know, bicycle shipping is so much better during COVID because you spend two less hours in the airport waiting for your bags. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if we can say that, you know, like that's not a, I mean, it's a, it's a known fact. You're not sitting there. You don't have to repack your bike with somebody. You're not sitting there, but I'm just like, it's just waiting for you at the end of the, you know, it's already there. You're in the airport for two hours less. 
Yeah. Right. Kind of a good point, though. I I understand that philosophy. People want to be out of airports like as quickly as possible right now. And so, yeah, like limited exposure. So that's interesting. That's a good fact. So there you go. There's there's an extra little tidbit. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, if you're going to fly, you know, you're going to get your own, like a lot of people are traveling in twos. And you, if I saw something I think was from Alaska the other day that you can, you'll get you and a friend and you get the whole row. So no one else Mm -hmm. is in your row. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a little faster, you know, a little faster. And then, so airlines are doing it. They're trying to figure out how we can get people in out safely. Uh, COVID doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Right. Yeah. It's in, and whether or not there, even when vaccines are there, some it's, you know, the, the implications of how long the vaccine is going to be for and how long effective and which, which one you get and what your priority is. So we're all learning how to, we're all learning how to, you know, exist and still mentally keep it all together. You know, whether, you know, masking in public, sitting outside, these are all things you can do with bikes. And I see, you know, you can, you can figure out a way to travel, uh, and still stay socially, socially isolated, uh, and get the fresh air and the mental clarity and, you know, the anxiety relief and stress relief that we all need to be outside and exercise. That's, those are such key components to, I think, handling isolation. And so that's, to me, that's one thing that, I think we're seeing more people pick up bicycling because of that. Even if they haven't done like big long tours, people are, are, are spending more and more time on bicycles for that reason, because it's, and, and let's just not even, that's not even talking about what we know we're doing for the environment, the more time that we're spending on our bicycle, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a fan. I, I like this time. I like the, I have taken the, as many positives out of the situation as I can. Yeah. Um, uh, and I myself, you know, I'm riding with my 10 year old daughter for the first time because she finally fits, you know, a larger bike. You know, we always ride, but now, she, you know, we did 22 miles on Saturday. Amazing. So I was pretty, that was pretty, and I didn't, like, it was not like I had a hand behind her back, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. So that's a good time. So where has been your favorite trip that you've been outside of the United States or even within the United States? What has been your favorite I, I think I actually have to say France because my wife is French. I'm not uh. think just just contractually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> contractually, I'm going to have to say I love riding my bike in France, uh, mm-hmm. and I do. Uh, I really do. Uh, but uh, you know, I've ridden my bike in Germany. Uh, I've ridden down into Italy near San Remo. Uh, you know, and those. Uh, I really like riding anywhere. Switzerland's great. Uh, but again, I, I kind of like the combination of mountains, mm-hmm. uh, water. So like in, you know, like around Luzerne and things like that, you have big lakes and stuff mm-hmm. like that and food. Um, you know, so if there's a good wine and cheese and food culture, water and some mountains, you can pretty much get me to ride anywhere. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, but, but I spend a lot, normally this time of year, I usually do spend a lot of time in Europe and, mm-hmm. uh, and do travel around. Uh, but this is one of the first, again, this is one of the first times we, uh, you know, we didn't get to go s- visit grandma. Uh, and, uh, we're exploring, you know, we're exploring Portland. We're exploring, uh, you know, little day trips and there's beautiful riding in and out of the gorge. Uh, 
there's, I mean, there's beautiful riding generally 10, 15 miles outside of Portland. Yeah. Uh, lots, lots of natural forests. So. And I feel like there's always a good place to ride near anywhere that we reside. We can find a place, you know, depending on how much time you have to get there, there's going to be a place to ride that is going to be able to help you find your connection to your cycling experience and to being outside and to, you know, moving your body. Yeah. For, uh, we keep, I keep saying we need to go, I need to change my view because my view has been so much either my computer screen, my office, it's like, but if you can change your view uh, and, you know, for us here, it's, you can, you know, if you can get up high, you know, get up on top of this hill, you know, and, you know, eat a sandwich or, or, you know, have a beverage, right. And you, and you ride up there and you may see like two other people out there doing the same thing. You're like, good idea. That was, you know, that was good for all of us right there. So, yeah, uh, so that's what, you know, change the view. Love it. Well, Bill, thank you so much for taking time to join us on the show. And also, you know, we deeply appreciate your company's support in this podcast. You we plan to continue to bring, you know, really good information like yours and other stories to share from people that are touring and their experiences. And we look forward to continuing to work with you. My pl- again, pleasure is mine. Thanks for having me. And so for those of you listening, if you have not been to Bike Flights yet, you should go to bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers, which is we have our own page on their site, which is amazing. And I think that, is there a discount on there, Bill? I don't recall what that is. You might know off the top of my hand. I believe it's five dollars off every ship. Yeah, I think that there's there's a special rate, and we also love to show bike uh, flights our love by, you know, providing equal support. So make sure if you're going to go visit that you tell them you're a part of Warm Showers and continue to tour. And we look forward to being with you again soon. This Bike Life podcast was brought to you by BikeFlights.com, a bicycle shipping service for cyclists. We all look forward to the time when we're able to resume welcoming fellow cyclists into our homes and shipping bikes for travel. In the meantime, while we're all staying home, why not do some decluttering and sell your extra bikes, trainers, wheels, and gear online? Then use BikeFlights.com to ship them to their new owners. So stay safe and arrange for pickup directly from your house. Find out more by visiting bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers for more information. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Don't forget to download the Himalaya app and follow us or wherever you are listening. Please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warmshowers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org.